night here at stately morales manor it is a nice night man it's like uh, i'm actually really looking forward to fall we actually kind of got to enjoy summer but fall's gonna be great it's getting nice and cold <sighs> i'm excited mainly because we got these two awesome microphones that no one else can use that are new era properties dum, dum, dum. <laughs> they we got these cool afro tips they're gorgeous I'm just trying to put, make you pop, man. Come on, man. Get excited. I know you're stressed out. You're the new owner with Mr. Jeff. We got a lot of work to do, but it's going to be so fulfilling. I guarantee you that post-show on September 18th, 2021, at the Jason Street Mile High Comics site. Mile this High, Saturday night. This Saturday night, Mile High is having its 10th anniversary. We have a kick-ass card. We've got four different cameras running shit. We are going to have a good time, and it's going to... We're going to be tired as fuck, but that steak afterwards is going to be great. Which, uh... That is true. Which shitty place are we getting steaks at? <laughs> Denny's or... <laughs> ah, we'll figure it out that night. Freaking, uh... It'll be, a, it'll be a party. It'll be good. It'll be good. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to filming some Pulp Fiction-esque conversation at a Denny's while uh, everyone that comes with us after the show celebratory just talking shit and get some shit for grill warfare man that'll be good it'll be good freaking uh, I'll be I'll be excited when it's over freaking kind of one of those it's it's a different it's a different feeling than just being on a show is it stressing you out did you want to talk about that no man it's freaking See what happens when it happens, friggin' how it happens. It's a lot more, uh, a lot more things to work, worry about, a lot more things to think about, a lot more things to, uh, make sure function properly. Yep, and all, and all once, once we're done, we can make a big old podcast about it next week, mm-hmm. bask in the glory of a fine Keith Lee match. A fine Keith Lee match. I like that term. We should write that down. Write that down. Do you love me some Keith Lee? He's great, dude. And it all hinges on all my, all my equipment. And if anything goes wrong, I'm getting beat down in the parking lot. Like I'll, I'll just, <laughs> we'll, we'll just fillet you. All right, just stay away from the face. That's my moneymaker. Oh. Oh, your hesitation just told me how ugly I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got a great show coming up, man. Can you run down the card? Uh, no. All right, we're not, the, we're not touching the card until... Yeah, the we just announced the main event of Bruce Rogers defending the New Era Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against Joey A. Kincaid. 
Um, we've got Austin Reddick versus Junsu. Uh, Eric Angel. Oh no, Eric Angel. You're right. Junsu oh. versus. Um... Junsu is wrestling Cody Devine, the six foot twelve monster. He's huge. I think he's actually wow. six foot seventeen. No, he's, he's 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 you know he's weighing in around six hundred pounds these days though, so he's uh he's bulked up during the uh during COVID. Yeah, I I I think he got first hair on ball during COVID, and then just just he just grew in front of us. Yeah, and then we got a uh, we got Heidi Howitzer wrestling Daddy Doom. Both ladies will be debuting. Oh, that's gonna... so I think we're we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good so far. That's going to be awesome. I saw a very brief match of them together at uh, the um, Micromania two months ago. Nice, nice. I could tell they were holding back, you know, saving all the good stuff for a new era, because that's where all the good stuff belongs. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it'll be, a, it'll be a good night, freaking Saturday night, freaking over at Mile High on Jason Street. And uh, should we should we, like, do we dare tell people where we're going later on? Like, hey, we're going to Denny's. <laughs> See how many no. people go. <laughs> no. I just fucked it around, man. Of course not. No. Of course not. And we don't want a I don't bunch trust of, people. We don't want a bunch of 16-year-old girls hounding old Austin Logan for some autographs, GQ signing, make his life a hell. I know. Logan, Logan's all about them older women. Uh, I can't blame him, man. I've always been, too. <laughs> Indeed. I told you about my awesome summer last year. <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> well, we got some good comics to run down, guys. We're going to do a brief show tonight because him and I have a limit pushing day tomorrow. And if you are new to the show, when we limit push, it is what is like our minimum limit pushing hours? Like usually fourteen hours, like maybe. Like, yeah, it's usually it's like normal, it's normally an all day event, freaking, yeah, whether we're freaking cutting promos or going on the hunt or traveling to to distant lands like Lubbock, Texas. You know, it always ends up being something that uh takes an ample amount of time, so yeah, yeah, we you know, tend to. Tend to go hard in the paint, as they say. Hard in the paint. And by the way, uh, Squared Circle Pro kicked some ass this weekend at Birth of Bursary. There's some, that is a killer card. Oh, yeah. They got some down there in Lubbock, Texas. Freaking, if you haven't got a ticket yet, you can go down there. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Freaking uh, buy Rick Elsie a beer. Buy Rick Elsie a beer. Give him a hug. Take a couple of pictures of him. Post it everywhere. You know how much he loves that. He does. Yeah. Very cool. Very peopley person, that Rick Elzey. Uh, he's he's a he's an absolute uh, darling. I love that guy. That guy. He is a gem. A diamond in the rough. A diamond in the rough. A Texas treasure, if you will. Ooh. Put your headphones on. They are on. They are on. Maybe it's just me. Oh, it's, it's you. It's recording. It's fine. We'll be fine. Well, we got a. Jesus, this, uh, the card for Minefield issue 107, Daredevil. I forgot to write down which issue this was. Number 34, Justice, Four. Justice League, Last Ride, number 5, I Am Batman, number 1, Joker, number 7, Future State Gotham, 1 through 5, don't worry, we'll be brief. Spider-Man, number 73, Savage Avengers, number 24, Excalibur, number 23, Batman, 89, number 2, Daredevil, oh, there it is, Daredevil, number 38, I wrote it down later. 
And we're gonna skip out on uh, X Force because it was it was a tweener. It was a tweener issue. They killed everybody. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Professor X is gone. Gold Balls is dead. There's no more resurrection. Dark Beast. Not Gold Balls. No. <laughs> Dark Beast has been revealed to be regular Beast the whole time, which I swear to God, that's a joke, but I swear to God, that's actually going to happen. There's no way. Um, <laughs> well, let me talk about it a little bit in this issue, like the thought process behind Beast. So it's, it maybe so, maybe no. It was a little dark ski. Uh, what do you want to do first, man? This is like this was a smorgasbord of awesomeness. Uh, let's start off with some Savage Avengers, man. Freaking, I don't, re- I don't read that one like you do, so I'm not uh, kind of interested. This one is actually my favorite Marvel book that's going on right now. I like it more than anything going on in X in uh, X Men, uh, anything going on in Daredevil, anything going on in Spidey, um, Cool and Goth, uh, Evil Sorcerer. Uh, has one of the uh, the time gems. There's actually three of them, and uh, the issue starts out where a, a cloaked man is walking walking into like a, a dark mine, and uh, there's a sarcophagus, and he starts carving a date on it, and it it starts it starts out pretty bleak. Uh, everything that's going on, Conan has been like, I haven't talked about this one in a while. Conan has been on a trip from his uh, ancient Samaria to Antarctica to, I think, I, I, they show the map. It, it's, it's like all over the place, how far his travels have been since he's shown up in our regular time. It's like Antarctica to, like, England to, like, Russia to, like, China to New York, like, all these different places. He's They, they, they have not lost the sense of... Uh, when, were you a big Conan Mark? I mean, like, even just from the movies? No, I've never, never really been into him all that much, okay. honestly. I've seen him a million times, and there was always a, a, a specific phrase that they use. Uh, Conan is on the search for high adventure. And, like, that that is something that was coined by the original, um, you know, there's obviously only one original creator, but, um, it is high adventure. There, there's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of uh, making friends with people you would never think you'd be friends with, with Conan. And uh, Kulin Goth has uh, killed all the Avengers. He's killed everyone. He's he's done everything he possibly could. The only per- uh, There's only like one or two human beings alive, if, if there are, that are stray, but they're probably on a battlefield that they didn't notice are still breathing or waiting to bleed out. And, uh, Kulingoth is victorious. It happens so fast. I remember just being really disjointed reading it. Like, the the fact that, like, the battle starts, and then all of a sudden the, the voice kicks in, like, oh, you know, like, we're, we're uh, Cap doesn't say uh, Avengers uh, assemble. He says uh, Avengers forward. And then out of nowhere... Uh, a bunch of evil villains show up, including Doom and uh, Juggernaut, um, all flanked the sides. And you think, like, okay, this is going to be a huge kick-ass battle. Uh Doom's actually wielding this giant-ass gun, uh, like, cable-style gun. And then then right then, when that happens, you get that, you, you can tell in the tone. You know how it's hard to, like, you ever read a text message 
and mm-hmm. you thought someone was being shitty, but they weren't. Yeah. You could immediately tell, like, the, the tone, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Even those hated and feared joined together, even with enemies, to form its most savage an- army. And I was like, oh, goddammit, they're all about to die. And, yeah. <coughs> Years in the future, Earth is just decimated. And Stephen Strange is basically crucified and been tor- tortured for almost 20 years. Doom shows up, saves Vast from being tortured from one extra little twist of torture, and it's actually Conan wearing Doctor Doom's uh, armor. Actual Doctor oh, Doom. Oh, wow. Doctor Doom is dead. So that was, that was something else. And as Conan makes it his escape... He goes into the mine, and it's actually him from the beginning, and he, he's carving in a date, September 15th, 2043, and Kang the Conqueror shows up. This, I was, I popped for a second, and then I was like, oh, great, yeah, they're, they're just working Kang in. Yeah, he's time travel. Yeah, he's coming up as one of the major baddies. I, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm still a little on the, I've always been on the ropes when it comes to Okay, so we're about to do Secret Wars, so we have to introduce the scrolls, and then, like, it's it, you see the formula happening, because we read all the comics. Yeah. And, and I see the formula happening, but uh, it's Savage Avengers, it's never let me down. So tell me, old man, uh, how does he say it? Better men have, better men than you have been killed for far less for carving into the sarcophagus of Ramatut, which is actually, you know... Kang from Kang. big old gun and alright so Kang's gonna be there to show, uh, save the day or or whatever they're gonna do make him an or doom us all oh yeah I know man like do, do you like the fact that you that everyone's turning into an anti-hero like Spawn like, yeah it's been yeah it's been done a while it's it, it keeps happening and happening and I don't want I don't Kang want to be an anti-hero an I want him to be a fucking villain like he's always been evil like traveling through time Trying to conquer everything? Why not? Like, anti-hero? I'm, I'm not seeing it. But Yeah, it's been done to death. But within the Savage Avengers, a lot of weird things happen. Not too wacky, like where it would make you like disjoint from the story, where you're like, ah, I'm not reading this no more. Every single issue has been exciting and fun and a lot of action. Um, are, are you an action fan within comics? Like... When you're reading a comic, do you concentrate more on the words, or do you concentrate more on the knock them down, bring them down? I'm definitely more of a story guy. I definitely enjoy a good story. Like I'll kind of, I'll kind of skip over the action parts to get to the more verbiage mm-hmm. a lot of the time. But then again, I also like I've been rereading um, the old uh, Fallen Angel series. Oh, nice! That was like an offshoot of freaking New Mutants back in the day. Is there? And those ones are a little like a little too wordy, because like, they just kind of feel like it's almost like they're dumbing it down for you because they explain everything in like mm-hmm. language that doesn't really work for the time period, mm-hmm. and like that's a bit much. Like it can, I'm really into stories, but it, on the other on the other hand, like sometimes the ver- like the verbiage can really take me out of it if I don't feel like it's in line with the character. Like yeah, we talked about we're reptilian or. Also, when like Fallen Angels, yeah, like like yeah, the original one, not the uh, not the current one, or the one that ended last year. I'm not sure which it, if it's still going or not. Fallen Angels is over. 
I know what you're talking okay. about within the pages of, X, of the X-Men. Yeah. If I accidentally say X-Files, I've been, like, really goddamn... Um, been talking with Jeff Doyle too much? Insomniac, man. I can't sleep. So I just put the X-Files on. So every time I say X, I, like, I immediately want to follow it with the X-Files and the entire time we've been talking. Um, ah. A lot of good old stuff, but um, it always calms me down. It was weird. I was... Uh, you know when Facebook reminds you of some, like, embarrassing things you posted a couple years ago and you pray to God? Oh, Jesus Christ, you, yeah. When you delete it, you're like, please, God, be gone forever. Uh, mm-hmm. I stayed up until 4 a.m. watching the X-Files last night, and then Facebook reminded me uh, of a memory I posted last year, and it was a painting of Mulder's uh, window. Um, did, you, or, did you ever watch the X-Files? Uh, off and on. The, uh, when he needed to talk to X, the that like, super badass black dude that would, like, mm-hmm. he was basically the new Deep Throat, but he was, like, meaner than the other Deep Throat. Uh, gotcha. It was just a painting of uh, Mulder's window with the X, and, like, this is what I'm doing today. I'm like, Jesus, this is, like, a fucking clock. But, um, yeah, the, like, the, the wrap it up, I was just, it was one of the first times I realized that I speed through the action, but uh, my last question to you before we move on to the next one is... Are we just spoiled? Like, of all... Because like, we were reading comic books for so long that, like, all the, like, three or four pages of, like, you know, knock them down, drag them out, action is just kind of blah to us unless Wolverine's getting his adamantium ripped out. <laughs> and, uh, like, because like, we, we, we've been there when it happened? Um, I'm going to say no. I mean, certain people are in it, like... It's like wrestling, man. Freaking certain people are in it for the violence. Certain people are in it for the stories. Certain people are in it for the the hot dudes and the hot chicks. Yeah. You know, just kind of. You know, I've always just kind of been a more of a story guy. You know, I, you know, kind of, you know, you're kind of more of an art guy when it comes down to it. I am. You know, you definitely like the stories, but like the art's kind of your thing. Mm-hmm. Freaking. I mean, if you like comics, you like comics. It doesn't really matter why, but I think freaking there's definitely certain people that definitely fall towards certain aspects over other aspects of it. Copy that. And thanks for noticing. I appreciate that. Uh, cause I remember I was trying to read and I'm not going to mention it because, um, I don't want to, I'm sure the artist put a lot of work into it, but there was one comic book I was trying to read today and I, the, the cover was gorgeous and I opened it up and I was like, mm, fuck this. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. Not, not doing it. Mm-mm. Not at all. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's certain kind of there's certain styles of art that completely and utterly work towards one character that with another character just is like screw it. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not I'm gonna put the book down. Yeah, just I'm done. I wasted. Yeah, three I months. mean, yeah, I definitely uh, when the the Flash got a new artist a few years ago, and I was like, oh, I hate this. I, Ooh, this I art re- doesn't work re- for the Flash. I remember but that. The same. I remember that. Oh, dude, yeah. you're so right about that. <laughs> yeah, but, this, but this, the same artist ended up working on the uh, the Martian Manhunter series six months to a year later, the twelve issue Maxi series they did, and I loved it. Hmm. Freaking the, the art worked perfectly for Martian Manhunter, but it didn't work for the Flash. Kick ass point on that one, brother. You are absolutely correct because that was some weird whimsical artwork, especially mm-hmm. with like with the the powers that Martian Manhunter has. It perfectly worked. Like yeah. Um, I, th- I think the same artist is doing some stuff with Harley Quinn right now. He is, and he is. I, I don't, I, I don't read Harley Quinn anyway, so I can't really, I can't, I can't say yay or nay on that one. But like I said, it didn't work for the Flash, but it totally worked on Martian Manhunter. 
I try every time, every month, there's a new four or five new Deadpool books. Every month, mm-hmm. there's like one or two new Harley Quinn books. And I try it with every single one. And I just can't do it. But you were absolutely correct with how it worked with Martian Manhunter. Like, that, it, it was just gnarly. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what we should go into uh, before this, uh, but now I know exactly when you, I, I'm going to talk about Future State, Gotham 1 through 5. Oh, okay. The, the, the thing that, like, immediately, like, sticks out to me is the fact that after every main storyline, we got a completely, where the fuck is this story coming from, Batman story. Mm-hmm. Each one was, like, what, like, 10 pages long, maybe less, and they had a different artist on every single one telling, like, the first one was, like, Batman was apprehending a serial killer that, like, got into his head about how, uh, if you have one multiple personality, why not a million more? And, uh, at the end, you know, Batman is running into battle, and he's like, I'm not Batman. And, okay, who are you? I, they, it posed the question, who are you? So it gave uh, a new, and my point on this is it gave a new writer, or an up-and-coming writer, a chance at Batman, published mm-hmm. in a in a legit Batman book, uh, yeah. and then a new artist, as opposed to what they do in Marvel when uh, the good artists, or the established artists, uh, can't make their deadlines, and then they bring in like a D-lister guy, and it's the the artwork is just not ready yet. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's not ready yet. And it was, it worked. Uh, the, 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 the one with the Joker where, where Joker was, uh, uh, Pennyworth in disguise the whole time. The artwork was the yeah. ugliest art I've seen or ever seen. And I fucking loved it. It was so gross. <laughs> like, I, like yeah. it, it just worked. Um, mm-hmm. what do you think about the fact that they're, they're doing it, uh, manga style, except they're not, uh, doing it, reading it right to left. I love it. Yeah, I think it's, it's cool. I think it's something different. Like you don't see a lot of, a lot of black and white issues these days, which is cool. And like, it does give it its own t- different take. So I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely all about it. The one thing, the one thing I wanted to concentrate, I concentrate on, on future state, future was the state fact was that the we fact were actually getting. Remember, they cut off all the stories. They didn't finish mm-hmm. all the stories, and it's been, yeah, it's been pissing me off since it happened. But they're they're giving me more breadcrumbs, and so they're continuing the the story of uh, Peacekeeper One. Uh, uh, what was his name? Like, uh, the big Goliath guy. What's his name? I'm always so bad with names. Warmonger. Warmonger. Original, like, he's like, he's like Peacekeeper, like, negative one. Zero or some yeah, of that. Or, yeah, 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 zero. And he was just a psychopath that they gave too much power to, and he, like, destroyed, like, half of Gotham with a giant bomb that made a, like, uh... Bat signal. Perfectly placed bat signal. Uh, it's Jason, right? Red, mm-hmm. Hood, Red Hood. Yeah has defected only he knows that bruce is actually really alive and bruce is like fucking with him i I, i'm like i really felt the tension like you you want me to trust you all my brothers and sisters hate me remember he shows up on the on the on the uh the top of the building ready to talk with his brothers and sisters like no this is a family Mm -hmm. meeting get your fucking ass out of here um yeah it, it, it 
they still didn't believe him, despite the fact he was reading, he was giving them decoded things like, please read between the lines. And he's working for the, the magistrate. Um, and it's just not working. And he actually has to team up with new Batman, which I love, by the way. Yeah, it's a cool character, freaking. It'll be like I wasn't too hyped at the idea of an, an another new Batman after the uh, the Jim Gordon Batman debacle from a few years back. Correct. But I definitely like. I'm definitely a big fan of a uh, good old Jace Fox as Batman. No, he's he's a badass. He's got his sister is his Robin, right? Uh, I think eventually. Uh, like, but yeah, they, they showed it for just a minute, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea that they're working with Mad Hattertack, uh, Addy Arkham. Is it Addy Arkham? I, t- I tell you, I'm so bad with names. I apologize. It's uh, Astrid Arkham. Astrid Arkham. Um, She's the Arkham Knight, yep. This is a lot of... It really brought me back. Brought and me back. And like, if I had been it, reading this on my day off, I would have uh, called you from Vans having bought all of those goddamn fucking Shonen Jumps they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, oh yeah, this is this is gorgeous anime style. And uh, what did you think of a what did you think of punchline getting fucking knocked the fuck out? <laughs> that was really I dug it. I don't know. It's kind of it's interesting because like freaking like they they've been making punchline out to be this super smart freaking two steps ahead of everybody villain, and like. But then, oh, she just got captured. Yep, she got captured, and like it's it just doesn't it doesn't come off it doesn't come off right with me. Like freaking, it's like she's too smart for that. Like she, you know, unless she's got a plan, she's there's not getting plan. captured. There's a plan. There's always there's so. always going to be a plan with her. Uh, I was just glad that we got rid of Harley really quickly in one issue because it was yeah. it was. I'm not saying the writing was bad. It was just like I, I don't want I don't want to focus on Harley in future state. I want, I want the, the, I want the magistrates. I want the, I want the real movers and shakers. I don't, I don't give a shit about you little, little rinky dink guys capturing people. Harley is, Harley is everywhere right now. And freaking it's to a detriment of some comics. That's for sure. I just love the fact that right now what they're doing as they're, which I really hope and I'm anticipating when they are going to wrap up what's going on. Like, Ever since City of Bane, everything's been interconnected on a wonderfully yeah. wonderful level. Like, and, and even like with, with Detective, and uh, from like four or five months ago, just with like, are these zombies? And we got uh, uh, Hugh Vile. Uh, it all interconnects to get to uh, Fear State, and mm-hmm. and the the fact that everything was so interconnected, I'm just like, I remember like finishing uh, one of the books today um, on my lunch break going back up in the elevator and I was like, God damn, everything's interconnected. Like, these are gotta be at least 80 books in a book. I hope not. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how the uh, Suicide Squad, Swamp Thing, Teen Titans Academy is all interconnected. Yep. Yep. So that and all the Bat books are interconnected and I'm sure Superman is. But but at least it matters. At At least those... Books aren't, Books aren't not matter, not matter. just fodder. Yeah. Um, just, not just worthless buy-ins, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, th- that's all I really got to say it for, for you guys, because I've already spoiled enough for you guys. Uh, but 
it's basically keeping the fire burning for future state until we get further into fear state and what has to have to happen to prevent future state. I think we're doomed. We're going to get future state. There's some characters I really like. Um, there's some good. There's there's some good characters in there. It's just, there's some interesting thought processes among them. Freaking, I'm interested in that new Justice League. I'm interested in freaking the new Batman. Freaking, uh, there's a couple that I'm really kind of kind of keen on. The Suicide Squad was really cool, and they're definitely building towards that while simultaneously at the same time kind of adding in several members of the Suicide Squad from the movie that just came out. Correct. So that's been, uh, it's been interesting to see what they do with it because they really haven't... Because they didn't do too much with Bloodsport until all of a sudden, you know, he ended up in a freaking... in the movie. And now all of a sudden, he's headlining this freaking comic book. Same with Peacemaker. Will Smith was on record today saying that he wants a movie... With uh, Deadshot and Bloodsport together. Nice. That would be interesting. That would, I'm down for that. That would be fucking awesome. If they made it like... It, like I, I, I don't want to... Call it Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers? Oh, that would be... I love you. That'd be gnarly. <laughs> like gnarly. Blood Brothers? Yeah, it would be gnarly. Like, w- Would you want to see it like... I wouldn't want to see it in any other fashion other than something brand new. I want James Gunn to write that shit. Uh, we're going to do the wizard thing where we're, we're theorizing here about who should uh, who should be booking it. And uh, it's one of those things like we can't be Bad Boys 4. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be Bad Boys 4. Bad Boys for life. Bad, bad Boys, boys after life. After life. Ah, it'd be great, man. But just to wind down that, that subject there, man, it's just... It's going to kick ass. I like the fact that they're keeping the, the fires burning for Future State. we got to figure out how the hell to prevent this shit. And um, what do you want to do next? Let's do Daredevil, man. Uh, kick, kick off the heels on... Uh, well, actually, no. I guess we should stay in the Bat Family. You want to do Joker or 89? No, let's do Joker real quick. Freaking... <clears throat> we got Joker number seven. We start out in uh, Santa Prisca Prison. Where apparently, apparently this lady is trying to sell these people on what she's referring to as the Bane experience. I've never seen this woman before in my life. Am I stupid or just ah? She's from somewhere. I want to say she's from an maybe an earlier issue of the Joker, but she's definitely she's appeared on one other issue so far. I can't remember which one, but I've definitely got it. But yeah, she is uh, trying to sell these these important businessmen on trying to make Santa Prisca into basically a theme park based around Bane. And she ends up getting a call from a lady. And apparently we find out that Bane murdered this poor woman's father at some point. And as she is freaking out, we turn the page and she's got a gun. And apparently her name is Pennyworth, Julia Pennyworth. Did you and her, I, she hmm? looks. She looks like Ruby Rose. I think the artist made her look like Ruby Rose after the uh, uh, Batwoman debacle. After Ruby Rose had the, I don't know. They never said why Ruby Rose left Batwoman. Batwoman was fucking rad with 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 uh, Ruby Rose and on, on the DC app. And th- for some reason, she had to leave. She just said, "I gotta go." 
And they, yeah. they got someone new, but that is definitely Ruby Rose. And this splash page is just Julie Pennyworth. Blam. And a blam. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it. Um, I mean, but definitely could be. But uh, we ended up in chapter 13, interrogation. I, I know my hot lesbians. Yeah. Sorry about that. I, I just was, I personally, I was, I, I watched about 15 minutes of the first episode, turned it off, never thought about it again. No, I loved it. Wasn't, was not my cup of tea. She's, so. she's actually my favorite of the Bat family. Nice, nice. But uh, we got Jim Gordon freaking sitting here in a, um, waiting to be interrogated. For apparently murdering somebody, and we're not really sure what's going on with that, till a woman comes in, and freaking Gordon's, you know, understands the tricks of the trade, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's just like, let's just let's just cut to the point, you know, if you guys thought I did something, you'd already arrested me. So you know, so like, like let's just cut down. You know, what do you want? This tete a tete was awesome. This this, this went this went from from zero zero fuck my phone's gonna blow up to uh what do you want bitch I know what you want and then what do I want to a dinner to but a bone and we basically find out that the uh the Joker framed Jim Gordon for murder of these uh he basically killed these guys who were cloning people and cloning body parts in the in France. And Jim's just like, you know, obviously I didn't do it. She's like, I know. And he's like, what does a Joker want with cloned human tissue? And she's just like, that's the question I've been asking myself. And then, like you said, she turns around and she's like, let's go grab a drink. And she's like, uh, and he's just like, oh, what, this farce is over? He's, she's like, it wasn't a farce. You know, we happened to, we know that you were eating at a restaurant at the time of this dude's death. So, uh, you know, we just needed to get the, uh, the exonerated camera footage. Took a few hours to make sure you were clear, but uh, you're good to go. And apparently this is Chief Detective Is uh, Isabella Hallows. Love it. And she, she's here to help him out with uh, finding the Joker. There's three things that popped in my head at this dinner when they go get the drink. Number one, Mm -hmm. he knew from the time they were taken that they were doing something. Number one, figuring out he was innocent. Number two, he's more worried about the phone blowing up and shit going on. Number three, we get this uh, Court of Owls asshole show up and he feels pain. And uh, also... We get this tete-a-tete with them, uh, having dinner, and she's like, yeah, uh, you American assholes are just used to all these costume dickheads. We just don't have that many. Like, you're, you're, you're in Gotham, and it's every other day. Um, we have the same thing, but they're just not wearing the same silly bullshit you guys are wearing. And um, we've got that to deal with. And then, then he realizes his, he, he's like playing poker the whole time. And like, what are you doing here? 
Like, I want to know how you got here, uh, how you got to Bolivia uh, without passing customs. I want to know how this happened, and um, you just say, all right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so th- those are the three things that are fucking with me. Uh, it's, well, the other, yeah. the, oh, no, that's the, the five things. The sixth thing that's fucking with me is the fact that I think she's setting it up for an international bat family that can keep going on, especially after what's going on in Detective. Not, not possibly not Detective Comics. The Detective. Yeah, maybe. You know, we end up real quick backtracking a bit. We got a. Uh... We got Barbara Gordon and Spoiler over here, and they're watching, um, uh, Crusita maybe? I can't remember what her name is exactly, but they're watching the lady that sent Jim to Belize originally, and they just realize that all she's, you know, she got dressed, she's not doing that much, but she's just looking at this camera, like she knows something, and we, yeah, and we turn around, and freaking the talent attacks Spoiler and Babs. And you know they're like this. No, this isn't gonna go well. Babs realizes freaking somebody's freaking sabotaged her gear, and then freaking quite frankly, the one of the coolest chicks in all the Bad Family, freaking Cassandra Kane shows up. Yes, sir. Yes, and we we got Orphan taken out of Talon, and quite frankly, the Talon doesn't have a freaking prayer because Cassandra Kane is just you know over here whooping that ass. As she does, you know, she's able to read people's body language from all her years of training under her mother and father. And freaking, uh, they end up kicking the talent out. And freaking, you know, that's, like you said, that's when they realize that he feels pain. And quite frankly, as a talent, he shouldn't. Nope. Nope. They, 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 they see him holding his guts to the side. And quivering. quivering. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yep, and the talents, the talents don't run. They don't feel pain. They just keep moving forward. So there's definitely something going on that we're not aware of as of yet. On top of everything else, and we turn around, and we go back to that dinner, and you know they're talking about they're talking about you know what's gonna happen with the Joker and and uh, the lady, the lady cop is over here, just like you know you can't, you know nobody can know that we're working together. And Jim is looking past her, and he's like, that might be a problem. And she responds, why is that? And then we see a woman over her shoulder saying, uh, I believe he's referring to me. And it's Vengeance, Bane's quote-unquote daughter. I stared at this picture for a while. Like how, like, it pops that she's a beautiful older woman to the side. But we've got, like... A maskless, like, not that mask on the face of Bane on his gorgeous daughter, who's cut as a motherfucker. Uh, she's got those snickered dick veins on her fucking <laughs> on her arms. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've got a problem, but the fact that they're both alive, while well, she walks into the room and makes herself noticed, is a big deal. Yeah. Because she could easily just come in and start blasting and nobody would, you know, just get the job done if she wanted to kill him. Yep. Well, she, you know, she apparently here, she's here to talk. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next issue when they talk. Did you notice Jim's reflection in, uh... In the glass, yep. In the glass. Like, 
they didn't show off the, the like, uh, if, you, if you notice, uh, flip back a couple pages, his glasses are reflecting everything. Like, like, mm-hmm. like everything. But when she shows up, when he says, see, that might be a problem, his glasses are a full-on blink. Yeah. Uh, you were not wrong. Had not picked up on that. Yeah, like there's that one, that one picture right beforehand, and then there is a picture of uh, vengeance, and then in the in the glass, still nothing, nothing reflecting off his glasses. What did you think of the punchline story? Eh, it was all right. I'm I'm never, I'm never hugely into these backup stories in the end, because like they're the first things I'm gonna forget. They're all right. It definitely has that semblance, but, like, this, like, overly anime, digital style, like, I just can't take seriously. I mean, it's pretty. Everything's, like, I mean, the artist is, like, absolutely pulling the job off. But, like, with these over-pastel colors and the the secret, like, uh, what do you call it? The vent? Mm Mm-hmm. Was Orca just can break and destroy brick? Yeah, I, I, I'm, with a single punch. Single punch. I like. It's all right, man. But like at the same time, though, it's it's this over anime style that, that I I find that the, the people that are really support. into this are the type that like enjoy hentai. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with hentai. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. That's cool. But that's not my bag. But I also don't find it as legitimate form of art. Like, oh, that's your, oh, that's your tattoo. You, you're, you're definitely in punchline. Oh no, baby, that's uh, that's me and my poker games playing guys. No, like we're we're part of this other gang. That's definitely not the same thing. <laughs> like, oh, okay, baby, no problem. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it 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 just it's. I got to say, this whole thing, this whole extra story, seemed childish because of the how the art came off. Yeah, I'm just not. Like, I'm not. I'm not as into punchline as other people are, and freaking, this isn't. It's all. It's all right, but just not. It's nothing. It's nothing. I'm gonna remember in two days. Nope. I got like, like just, Yeah. <laughs> There are, like, none of these characters or anything I'm, like, relating to on a personal level. Like, I don't I don't care about Punchline. I don't care about Bluebird. I don't care about Orca. The fact that she had a husband freaking was kind of kind of interesting. A little bit. But that's that's pretty much all I got. I mean, that thick chick she was trying I, to get some info out of was pretty cool. But yeah. I've only seen a couple of hentais. And that was by accident. Don't ask me about some random parties I've wandered into in Denver. Yeah, it's random parties in Denver. That doesn't even surprise me. Um, I want to burn through a couple real quick. Caliber number okay. 23. Um, it just seemed like a lost opportunity of, of good art on paper that thousands of people are going to read because Doom's, Doom's dialogue was the most... Boring. Doom. How dare you? 
I walked in the room, you didn't immediately start, like, bowing at your feet, at my feet. How dare you? I'm doomed. How dare you? I stubbed my toe earlier. Uh, how dare you? I can destroy you. Oh, god damn it. Like, that was the whole goddamn issue. It, like, doom. It, doom. I can destroy you. I will destroy you and your family. I've got doom bots. They'll show up. Oh, the doom bots. Screw your X-Men and your hierarchy. Your hierarchy. Like, oh. Oh. Just shut up, Just dude. Just shut up, dude. <laughs> um, Spider-Man number 73 is winding up the Sinister War. He's fighting six Sinister Sixes. And it was the most convoluted bullshit I've read in Spider-Man ever. I... I like, worse than Clone Saga. Like, I, I have not missed an issue of Spider-Man mm-hmm. since 2007. And they were referencing some weird shit that happened five years ago, ten years ago, three years ago. And I'm like, okay, so I remember that happening, but, like, remember, I kind of remember that happening. Like, it, it was so calm. I just I was like, okay, so Kindred's Gwen Stacy, kind of. But they're probably going to do a swerve on us that, too. And it, it, I was completely lost. The artwork was gorgeous. It was wonderful. But it, I, I, I can't imagine the frustration of this artist uh, trying to draw this comic book as everything got more and more confusing and more and more notes of what books you have had to read. Iron, uh, Iron Patriot, like uh, American Sun. Um, those were all not that good. And, and then you're taking this, who we thought was Harry Osborn, or Harry Osborn's locked in some supernatural area, and, and Mary Jane's in danger the whole time. It, it just, it just pissed me off. It sounds like the, it sounds like the freaking Spider-Man game. But not as awesome. Well, the Spider-Man game with Dr. Octopus was awesome, but... Yeah. <laughs> Did you finish Miles Morales? No, I need to work on that one. I got back into uh, freaking Arkham Knight. I'm like the only guy in the world that loves that game. No, I love that. I love. I I I, I took your advice. I've got it. Oh, it's two. sick. It's it's great. Um, did you see the preview for the Wolverine PlayStation Five game? I did. It was fucking like it. It, it was only like what, like 45 seconds long, and something like that. If that's what we can do, if it's got uh, if it's got a full assortment of Wolverine baddies, uh, and I'm, I want them to dig deep in Wolverine. I want Cyber. I want Elise D. I want Albert. I want um, obviously Saber. Mega Red. Um, yeah, yeah, my favorite one. Um, yeah, I want I want Wolvie baddies on a, like a game. Dakin. Dakin. Uh, Freaking out. Lady uh, Death. Lady Death. Oh. Yeah, uh, um, I want to go to Mojo World with Wolvie. Why not? Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. I want to see. I, I absolutely want to see at least half that game in Majapur. Um, yeah. Oh, Silver Samurai. Silver Samurai. Yeah, his, his villains gallery is not that long, but still kick ass. But when that dude thought he was sneaking up on him. On Wolverine, like just the the way the claws popped out, they were just perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do Batman eighty nine as we're winding down here. Cool. So we got uh, we got good old 
You got Batman running from the cops. Freaking. You know, they end up, unfortunately, as he's escaping, they end up shooting some poor guy. A lot of and... people died. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, 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 I was, comp- like, I had to reread these first three pages, four pages, a couple of times, see how many people died. The dude that was just stealing shit for his baby, uh, dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other poor bastard, like, gets shot, falls off it. They were talking about other people dying that got shot through the walls with the, with, with more bullets. And we, we get to Bruce just, like, just, uh, well and truly screwed. Just sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, I screwed up, Alfred. Like, that's, that's, a, that's amazing, because you, how often do you really see, like, heroes being like, man, I fucked up. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, like... Like, you know, serious, like, repercussions for their actions. Like, freaking, you know, we see Alfred trying to freaking, you know, get him out of it. But, like, at the end of the day, people died because of him. And that's, that's not okay. Let alone the fact that they were shot. The same weapon that killed his parents. Oh, yeah. Take us through it, brother. You know, if we got a... We got people, you know, getting in the streets, freaking trying to get justice for Gotham, holding holding the rich accountable, you know. And we see uh, this guy over here. We see the uh, the parking the garage where they were working on uh, Harvey Dent's car, and they're trying to talk to uh trying to talk to you know Jerome. And we got a guy named Drake here, and Drake's apparently super smart. He's talking about being able to set up freaking like a database where they can order all these car parts. You got to remember, you know, this is the eighties, you know, that stuff isn't, that stuff isn't feasible at this time. You can't just order a part and get it shipped cross country. Like you can now, you know, we turn around freaking, you know, we've got Harvey trying to sneak in, talking to the kid, talking to the, uh, the city council as it were. Where they're just meeting in this garage trying to figure out what they're going to do. You know. We got we got two dead and one child orphaned. You know, because of Batman. Mm-hmm. You know. And they're trying to figure out what, you know, what to do with all this. You know, because the cops are... You know, they're looking for a chance to let the dogs loose. They're looking for a chance to just come into this neighborhood and take it over. You know, and they've got the district attorney sitting here. You know, as part of this group, you know, it's a sellout thing. It's a hundred percent sellout thing. Like you left, you're rich. <laughs> yeah, you you are part of them now. You know, and and Harvey freaking. You know, next thing you know, we see him on a podium, trying to talk about you know how there are two Gotham's, and I can tell you it's true because I've lived in both of them. You know, and he takes those those negatives that were perceived upon him and. Turns him into a positive with everybody, and we see this this kid walking around talking about blah, you know, like yeah, 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 blah, 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 you know. And this kid just walking past these uh, guys in Batman hoodies and Batman face paint over here trying to talk about how they're going to protect people. And the next thing you know, they see a, a game station, which is obviously a PlayStation One, and this guy's just like, I'm just going to steal it, you know. It's not. It's not. It's not me stealing it. It's you know. It's the work of looters. You know the same looters we caught in the act. Ha ha ha. 
and freaking he breaks in and freaking steals it. And then we see this guy over here, this guy all in black and yellow, fighting these guys off. I like his costume. I like the cloak. It's, it's, it's more of a poncho. It, 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 from what I understand, it was a the costume that they had early designed for Marlon Wayans to be Robin in, in uh, Batman 3 that Tim Burton was going to direct that he still gets money for, by the way. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, the... They promised him money and they still got to pay out. But I, I love that. It, it, it also reminded me of, um, uh, did you ever see Unbreakable? Mm-hmm. Remember he, the, uh, I, I saw a, um, I have the DVD releases of them and they came with Alex Ross prints that if you put them together, it looked like, uh, Bruce Willis in his cloak and the poncho, uh, Walking in the darkness as uh, Mr. Glass is kind of stepping into a, a, a like an overhead light, and uh, I, I dig it because it's it just ninja style, man. You know, you hide your movements and stuff, and mm-hmm. the fact that he he's still fucking he's still street. We're not calling the cops. Just lock those assholes in the fucking <laughs> in the in the in the, in the, dumpster. the dumpster. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you guys, I mean, every, you know, like, you know, freaking Harvey Dent's time will be in a part of both worlds, and this guy is actually part of this world, you know? Great point. And the best part of the two kids, as he's walking away, he's like, who was that? I think that bad guy called him, I think the guy called him Robin. And he's like, Robin? You know, yeah, like Robin Hood. And the kid is like, nah, dumbass. He said that dude was Robin the store. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. As like he's walking away, you know, smirk on his face. You know, it's funny, uh, considering uh, what you and I know and love about old school gaming systems is that if uh, we were ever in a situation where there was a cherry-ass system we always wanted in a store, we could easily pick the glass up. <laughs> in, in, a, in a criminal situation where we're about to do some criminal shit, yeah, fuck it, you know, let's steal it. <laughs> like, like, like it, it didn't resonate with me. But at the same time, it definitely resonated with me. <laughs> We're about to beat a bunch of motherfuckers up and do some criminal shit. Like, I'm going to break this window and <laughs> steal this game station. <laughs> eh, not my bag. I'm too old for that noise now. <laughs> uh, me too. Me too. Me too. But until, until the opportunity arises. Well, you know, I still don't have my Sega Dreamcast. Ah... God forbid we ever become in some random situation where we're in some criminal situation where I can break a window and get a free ass double drink gas. <laughs> I don't I don't foresee any logical explanation where that's a possibility. But, I would you know, never put you in tweets that position. Tweets I would never put you in that position. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Nope. Alright, so next thing you know we're Alfred does side talk about, you know, somebody's dropping off something, and it is a big-ass penny. Mm-hmm. So apparently Batman has started collecting his artifacts for the Batcave, and we see the big-ass penny from 1902. <laughs> and Batman's just over here doing freaking upside-down freaking crunchies. Go ahead and bring that shit downstairs, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, what's your put in the Batcave? And Batman's just trying to figure out what he's going to do because, you know, he's like, the, you know, 
these people were dead because of me and I need a way to make this work. You know, and Alfred's just like, you know, you know, on all those rare occasions when vigilantism fails, you know, you can always resort to philanthropy. And apparently Batman listened. You know, and freaking next thing you know, he's uh, meeting with Harvey Dent. You know, talking about uh, talking about his speech that he gave where he angered a lot of people. And, you know, Harvey's like, you know, you came here to tell me that? And he's like, Bruce, Bruce Wayne's just like, that was a compliment, you know, because I, uh, I have kind of a crazy idea. And next thing we know, Bruce and Harvey are over here talking to the people, talking about how Bruce is going to uh, donate college funds or the ability to go to a trade school to any, basically anybody that wants it. Mm-hmm. Because oh, quite, you know, yeah, he's got the, he's got the money to do it, you know. And Harvey Dent's got his back on this, you know. And people are like, you know, why does he want to do this? Like, first thing people are saying is, why? What do you want? Does he own these trade schools? Is that what this is? Oh, that was smart. That was so smart because that's what most people that are rich now do. Like, I was reading conspiracy conspiracy theory about how the uh, crash of the Titanic was actually to kill a couple of American investors that would have uh, votes in creating or not creating the uh, the Fed, which determines uh, interest rates. All economic. All no. economic. Yeah, this guy, we, we can't trust him. Like uh, Robin said it earlier, it, it, we, we got we to gotta walk the line here. And... It's one of those things I've seen in a bunch of different movies and a bunch of different books where a rich guy comes in, thinks he can throw money at a problem, and it's going to solve itself, and that is absolutely not going to solve itself. Keep in mind, uh, I'm from Oklahoma. The um, If you're a native, free health care, free college, I want to say 90% of the people that have access to that don't access that because of the shitty situation where they're actually living. Like trailers with, like we're talking about with uh, reservation dogs last, Mm -hmm. uh, last week, no electricity, electricity. drinking gasoline or blistering at a Walmart. Like it's, it's, you can give them all everything you want, but that doesn't mean they're going to take it because their situation is different and their mindset is not yours. But then we get to, uh, forgive me if I'm crossing the line here, is this a uh, Selena Kyle, which I love her dramatic debut here, like Selena. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce hears some bullshit going on and he grabs a, uh, a ski mask and some stray batarangs. And is she wearing like the um, mid 90s purple remember she was were like full purple and like the long curly hair yeah no it's definitely not the uh, it looks like kind of an amalgam amalgamation of uh, that and the uh, the batman returns outfit michelle pfeiffer wore look at that fat dude in the corner man his face is mutilated <laughs> yeah <laughs> um she wants her kiss and then what do you think of the ending uh, give us the ending all right, so we get back to uh, 
you know, Harvey and Barbara are leaving and somebody has set fire to the um the garage where Harvey is getting his car worked on and turns out that freaking somebody, you know, Drake's up there. Apparently he lives on the uh lives on the top floor and freaking Harvey runs in to save him. You know, and freaking there's an explosion and Harvey um Harvey falls down the stairs and we see the last scene we see is gasoline or no battery acid battery acid pouring towards him with the uh, with the flame surrounding him and then it just says next issue scars run deep that would be a much more culturally appropriate way for it to happen Rather than the easy story where some mobster throws ass in your face while you're, you know, uh, postulating, uh, trying to damn him and, and his mob boss, uh, where the place he's trying to save is destroying him while he's literally on the brink. It's one of the things I love about this is Billy D the entire time was on the brink. Like he, like, remember he said, I don't even remember doing the speech. I, I threw my notes out. I, I, I just spoke from the heart. He spoke from the heart, like where he literally connected. He connected to them, and then an, a freak accident and said, uh, "Where I grew up, where I left, and where I'm coming back, and I expect you to buy me as someone that has your interests at heart." Uh, battery ass. I, I love that. I love that for two different reasons. Number one. Because it's a different way for two two face to become two face. Mm-hmm. The the other reason is because it is a this whole Batman eighty nine uh, ethos to me is completing two different things. Uh, what didn't get finished in Tim Burton's uh, epic story, what he wanted to be told, and the fact that mm-hmm. we never got uh, season three of. Batman 60, so 66, 68, of uh, when they were actually going to show Two-Face. Because Two-Face yeah. Two Face was one of the only ones they didn't show. Um, mm-hmm. I love the art. I love the way the story was paced. Uh, uh, I love the fact that Barbara Gordon is going to have to betray Two-Face uh, and, and do what she's got to do to because Batman needs help. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Batman. Batman is definitely down on himself, and he's got to figure out what he's going to do to rectify the situation and, you know, kill the guilt that freaking is eating him up inside. Because it's funny, we really didn't see all that much of Batman in this epi- in this issue right now. We got a lot of, we got some interesting stuff with the, the Robin. We got some inter- really interesting stuff with Harvey, and we got to uh, build uh, the build up the legacy of Harvey Dent, but there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of Batman himself. No, there was not. And what little bit we did get was exactly what we needed, the fact that he's going to have to learn the lesson. You can't throw money on a fire and expect it to, like, put it out. Um, yeah. Selena's back, which if if y'all haven't seen it, she apparently died at the end of a Batman Returns, uh, but uh, at the very last second, you see her her head rise as the bat signal is there. You know, so mm-hmm. so she's there. I love that. Uh, it, it's like theory. She's got one life left. Yep. It, it, 
I kind of feel like they're fixing some wounds, especially from like a fanboy sense, where they're trying to interject uh, like how they um, intermingle the comic books with the movies and satisfy us on a existential sense um, mm-hmm. that was lacking from the original DC movies or like, like uh, I saw a post today that the original uh, Marvel universe was blade Punisher with Thomas Jane uh, first Hulk. Uh, we've got old school Captain America, fantastic four with uh, Chris Evans. I mean, like, there was a full on universe, but they just weren't connected. Um, Spider-Man, you name it. Like, I, I feel like they're, they're, they're trying to like, Fix People are grasping the straws on that. Yeah, no, those were those were all individual movies by individual freaking studios. I agree. Yeah, I, freaking the the whole MC, the whole MCU thing really started out with freaking Iron Man one. Agreed, agreed. I'm not like in any way trying to dis uh, disproportionate you on what you're saying. I'm just saying that like. There was a lot of shit that existed beforehand, but oh it, yeah, no, definitely. That's some, there were there were some good ones, great ones. Freaking X Men was awesome. Freaking Spider Man was amazing. I was a huge fan of the first two Blade movies. Me too, man. Me uh, too, man. First Ghost Rider was solid. But but the fact that the the the, the, care, the care that they're taking, that they're taking now, now was lacking, was lacking back in the day. Back in the day, and and what they're doing Ooh. now. Is, I wouldn't say lacking. I definitely, there definitely, there were definitely, there was definitely a much greater dispersity between the ones that were really good and the ones that were bad. You're correct. Like personally, I would say probably, like when you're talking about a bad Marvel movie these days, you're talking about, you know, freaking Iron Man three, Thor: oh, The Dark fuck World. You. Fuck you! Hold on. You didn't like Iron Man three? I didn't care for Iron Man three. I was I personally was not a fan. It was all right. You never read extremists. You never read extremists. I didn't, but like it wasn't. It wasn't my cup of tea. Freaking, I wasn't a huge fan of Captain Marvel. Freaking, but those are those are probably the, the freaking the ones I'm like eh, the most about. I'm not allowed but to like, not like Captain Marvel because she was wearing a nine inch nails shirt. So like, don't ask me my opinion on that. She wore a shirt. Anybody can wear a shirt. Doesn't mean you freaking like the band. Yeah, I'm sitting next to every single Nine Inch Nails record ever. <laughs> and you're allowed. Broken. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm just saying, freaking. Just because you wear the shirt doesn't mean you're a fan. Oh, I get it. I get it. Oh, oh, oh not no, wrong though. I think we're going on two different directions when we're not realizing we're on the same page. Maybe. Um, but, I mean, freaking, you know, but back in the day, I'm just saying, though, back in the day, like, a bad Marvel movie was, like, Howard the Duck. Oh, now, now, now we're going to get in a fight. Howard the Duck was bad. Howard um, the Duck freaking, was awesome. Oh, you were wrong. You could not possibly be more wrong. Uh, Howard the Duck was um, I think what other ones? I hated the second Ghost Rider. I thought that was just dumb and didn't need to exist. Yeah, um, loved it. Freaking loved it. Well, 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 okay. What would you say was a bad Marvel movie back in the day? Uh, bad Marvel pre M oh. pre MCU. What would you personally say was the worst Marvel movie? God, 
Because I haven't pulled the trump card yet. Pull the trump card because I can't think of a bad one. Because I, lo- I loved Howard the Duck. I, lo- I-, I rented the... Uh, uh, my dad got let me have his uh, Shopette card so I could rent VHSs. Uh, but I had to pay with cash. Uh, uh-huh. Captain America, Roger Corman, Fantastic Four. Um, I, I, I have seen every single Bill Bixby. Uh, like personally, one of my favorite Marvel movies is The Incredible Hulk Returns, where Thor shows up with Donald Blake. Um, I I loved Ghost Rider too because the guys from that made Crank and Crank Two did did Ghost Rider too. Um, um, Fantastic Four wasn't one of my favorites, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, the Eric Bana Incredible Hulk wasn't that good because they fucked up the whole uh, storyline with his dad. Um, but it, I still didn't hate it. But I also was getting an awesome uh, something something during that movie. Um, um, I, I really have no complaints. Um, Electra. Electro with Jennifer Garner was horrible. Goddamn. Uh, freaking, freaking, you know, Daredevil was a horrible movie. I was gonna counter with Catwoman, Halle Berry, because I assume we're not, ta- we're not talking DC. We're talking Marvel. Yeah, I know, but I was just we, like, we, we could dig into D, we can dig into bad DC new movies next week. All you want, I don't care. I, I have no. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll bag on them as much as I freaking do Marvel. Right, right, right. right. The freaking Electro was garbage. Daredevil. Electra was Daredevil was horrible, with the exception of freaking Michael Clark Duncan as freaking Kingpin. And that was epic. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan was awesome. Freaking uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was a million times better Batman than he ever will be a Daredevil. And I, I think even he he would he would have freaking yeah. That's what I'm saying. I loved him as Batman too, but he was garbage as Daredevil. Freaking especially with the uh, the guy doing it now. Charlie Cox. Oh, compared freaking, to him, he's um, dog shit. Yeah. And I mean, freaking, he, it's the equivalent of freaking Ryan Reynolds as freaking Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. I think you, like, it, 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 it's on the same level. I think the it, only, it's, I get it. I get it. And I agree with you. I, I absolutely 100%. We're, we're, we're talking on the same level. I can understand why people didn't like what I liked, but you you are absolutely uh, underjudging my ability to turn off my sense of disbelief. I can turn it off like that <laughs> and, and enjoy some garbage. Apparently, you can and enjoy some garbage. Um, and I, I understand, like the Roger Corman wasn't the best thing, but it was fun. I, I love the fact. Uh, uh, mainly because uh, when I was going to second grade uh, in New Mexico, um, they had a bunch of uh, Marvel graphic novels of, of all the original Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Incredible Hulk, uh, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and um, they had two books for each. It was, it was basically 12 issues of each of everything I just laid out. So I, I got to read everything as its original as a child, the way it was written for children back in the '60s, and X Men mm-hmm. too. Um, so having had that, like, did you like? You, you ever watch one of those like slapstick comedies, like 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 The Pest or Naked Gun or like 
Um, oh my God, I do, I do have a soft spot for the pest. I will give you that. I, I love the pest. I love the pest. But if we hadn't watched that so young, would you've liked that? Okay, I will give you that. That, 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 if, that. I, if I watched the pest today, I'd probably hate it. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. But every time I watch it, like I, I, I'm still watching it as as a, as a 14 year old kid, just lo- loving like I like a good <laughs> like when he's doing the the rap at the beginning, like like it was bad. But yeah, it was bad. But as a kid, I, I didn't know better. Like 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 I used to yeah. like corn. I used to like corn. Um, okay, uh, that's. I'm not trying to win an argument. I'm just trying to explain my disposition. Okay, I will give you that. I see. I see your point. Yeah, that 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 that's all I got on that. But like, I, I was more excited to be able to rent a movie with my own couple of bucks because I mowed some lawns and I wanted to see Captain America. And but hey, you know, to each his own. And I appreciate having the discussion with you because that 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 was a difficult con- discussion. <laughs> it could have been a concussion. Um, <laughs> um, I hope not. That would be weird. I've had I've had twelve. It's cool. Yeah, that would explain that a lot. Sense. By the way, I don't know if you ever told you that I've had twelve. Oh no, I couldn't. I'd have to think about how many I've had. I mean, how? Dude, I can't say. I I love the first Judge Dread. I love Sylvester Stallone Judge Dread. Oh, that movie ruled. That movie owned. You have to agree with me, man. No, I, I, I was I, 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 I was giving you one. I, I was giving you one. No, no, no. I loved that movie, dude. I, I saw. I, I paid money to see it in the theater by myself at the base theater. Like I absolutely couldn't yeah. wait to see that movie. I'm trying to think of other bad ones. Um, freaking bad comedy. I, I, I some somewhere along the way, I've still got the uh, the Generation X. Freaking made-for-TV movie oh, somewhere. Okay, then, and that's uh, that's bad. That's where I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> that's where I'm unsubscribing. Yeah, that was oh the the special effects on that that was freaking oh oh oh, oh, oh. Birds of Prey was pretty bad. The I've never I've never I need to watch it at some point just to you, say I have. You can get it for like two bucks at Walmart if you go to an old one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's move on, man. Like, uh, goddamn. Yeah, we got a couple. I got a couple left, so let me see. Yeah, yeah uh, burn through Shut Justice up. League and uh, I am Batman, and we'll, we'll f- we will do coup de gras on fucking Daredevil. All right, so we got a uh, so we got Batman. We got Justice League last ride. Freaking last issue, we found out that uh, Martian Manhunter sacrificed himself to uh, take out the uh, to unleash the power of Apocalypse. Um, the fire, so that way the planet would basically burn out. And Batman, you know, realized it was the only way to do it. And Superman said, no, there's got to be another way. Right, right. And freaking, uh, so here we are. We're, we're in the now. And Flash and Superman are on Apocalypse outside of a building that's holding Lobo because everybody is trying to kill Lobo. And we see this insane amount of bad guys coming at him. And we've got a uh, leading the charge is a Hank Henshaw cyborg Superman that we find out has been uh, possessed by Brainiac. That's nice. And freaking there, you know, Superman and Flash, the only two guys holding him back, holding everybody back 
from Brainy from uh from Lobo, while Batman and Flash are inside trying to figure out what they need to do to get a uh, power back on here to help Superman and Flash. While at the same time, Wonder Woman is in space battling Mongol, trying to make sure that Mongol can't get to Apocalypse to get his hands on Lobo. Though we end up finding out that uh, Lobo doesn't give a flying fuck about, or Mongol doesn't give a flying fuck about Lobo. He's actually just there to get the uh, resources of Apocalypse, which is funny because Apocalypse is dead. So somebody uh, tipped off Mongol, telling him to come to Apocalypse to get all these resources that no longer exist. So we have no idea who has uh, who's playing with Mon- playing with Mongol, as uh, Wonder Woman and Green Lantern disperse of him, and he's you know they end up kicking him into space where he's freaking just kind of floating off, talking about how he's going to kill Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman's radioing in, talking about how somebody guided him here, you know. But we don't, we we don't know who it was, you know. But all we know is that uh, somebody told him to come here, but he was uh, Lobo wasn't the target. Somebody sent him here, and we've got Superman and Flash battling with Hank Hank Henshaw, Superman, uh, merged with Brainiac and all his uh, subordinates. And the whole time Lobo is just in his cell, laughing his ass off, talking about how the uh, looks like the party started. And the uh, the main man always says it isn't a party unless somebody unless everyone dies. And we end up seeing that Batman and Green or Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, have finally uh, they uh, were looking for something to uh, power Apocalypse. And they end up looking into this uh, this last scene, and it's just a a bunch of um, people trapped in these containment units, and they all look like Dark Side. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they are trying to uh, rebirth Dark Side in somebody's trying to rebirth Dark Side in their image. While at the same time we go to uh, we go into back in the day or before everything, right when Martian Manhunter sacrificed himself, we had Hal Jordan fighting Darkseid, and he's talking about how he's done what he's done toying with these lanterns. It's time that Darkseid claims what Darkseid came here for, and they're on Oa. Nice. And and Superman has just hit Apocalypse. And he finds Batman, and he just picks him up by his throat. And he's like, you know, you killed John. And Batman just like, you know, John sacrificed himself to save Earth. And I agreed with him. And Wonder Woman's over here trying to separate them. So that way they can uh, get back to helping, you know, Green Lantern out. Because we find out that um, Darkseid is trying to steal the power battery off of Oa. And take take all the power for himself. Because, you know, Dark Side, you know, he's just like Hal Jordan's coming at him, talking about how, you know, you can't, you know, you can't help yourself, you know, trying to get all this power because you don't have willpower. 
and he's just like, "You fool! Dark side is power." And, he's, <laughs> awesome. and as he as he starts awesome. cracking, as he starts cracking open the power battery, it just says, "Dark side is." And next thing you know, we see this the power battery erupt, and the energy just shoots off of Oa, and it ends. It says, "To be continued." Dark side is power. I never thought of it that way. That's awesome. Of yeah. course, of course. The 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 fucking Gordian sword. Hey, screw you every single every single time, man. Every single time. Did you enjoy it? I mean, was it a roller coaster? Was it one of those things? Uh, it's, it's good. I think I think it's one of those ones that like you're gonna get more out of if you just like sit down and read all six issues, like straight through. But no, it's been a, it's been a solid read. It's interesting to see what would separate Batman and Superman on like a fundamental level, and it's interesting to see that freaking like more than anything else, Superman is mad at Batman. Like, it's not the Batman freaking, you know, like, Batman, he didn't trust Superman. Because, like, and Batman agrees with him. He's like, you know, I did this. I, I I helped John sacrifice himself. I didn't try to stop him. He made a judgment call. Yeah, he made a judgment call, and, he, you know, everybody's got to live with it, unfortunately. And Superman seems to be the one person that will not, that will, will not move past it. I... I think it's going to boil down to the suns because it keeps boiling down to that as they break down uh, Jonathan and Damien. Because those two, as things escalate or just time goes on, Damien and Jonathan are going to have to make some some agreements because uh, Bruce and Clark have, and that was not easy. That took decades. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not to stray from the story of, of what you were talking about too far. I think that's where they're going to have to come together, where they're going to have to agree to disagree and agree to make the best decision together. Uh, where, Clark is pissed at Batman for letting him, letting uh, John do what he had to do. Clark has a different sense of ideals and a different sense of morals. And, you know, he's got that old school, like, you know, 30s American, you know, gung-ho, we're the best. Bruce is from Yeah, Bruce Batman... Well, that's the thing. Is like he's a realist. Like he knows, you know. Sometimes you know, he's not afraid of cracking some eggs. You know, cracking some skulls to get what he wants to get across. Across, like freaking Batman's willing to do things Superman isn't. You know, even if they both share that, you know, the thought process and not wanting to kill. You know, but freaking, it's it's a difference of ideals. You know, and like in previous comic books, they've always talked about how each one respects the other for being the most human guy he knows because, you know, Bruce isn't, you know, Bruce is willing to make those tough decisions, but he's always at the end of the day, a good man. And Bruce respects Superman because at the end of the day, Clark is like, you know, the epitome of, you know, hope. Right. Right. You know, 
And like they both respect each other for their ideals, even if they'll they never say it to the other. That's such a shame. It, 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 it's an interesting dichotomy. It's freaking, you know, it's basically two sides of the same coin, you know? That's a really good way to put it. Especially with one, where one enjoys the violence, the other one just wants to keep the peace. Uh, the thing is, I don't even know if Batman so much enjoys it. It's just, it's a it's a tool. No, Batman absolutely enjoys fucking I don't, I don't think so. I think, like I said, I think at the end of the day, it's a means to an end. I don't think he enjoys freaking beating the snot out of people. I just don't. I think he's he's got to do what he's got to do to get the information he needs. Right. I get that. I can dig it. Well, give us some uh, I Am Batman. We'll wrap up with some uh, I Am Daredevil. Sweet. So we got a. So we started out with. Uh, Good old Jace Fox in a business meeting with his father, thinking about the fact that uh, this is the mask he wears, you know, talking about how, you know, his bright eyes and accommodating smile, all wrapped in miles of charisma and sincerity. You know, like, sincerity is the key. It is. If you can fake, if you can fake sincerity, you can win anyone over. You know, and he's, he's talking about, you know, living this life and, you know, at the same time, he turns around. Next thing you know, we see him going into this basement, shedding his clothes and putting on his, his Batman armor for presumably one of the first times. You know, they've, you know, freaking, he's got his, uh, his, his buddy that, uh, helped him design it his way, talking about how he, um, you know, all the different accoutrements to it. Well, at the same time, you know, we're at his, uh, looking at his, uh, utility belt. And his utility belt's basically just a bunch of burner phones, because hmm. he he doesn't he doesn't want all the the fancy accoutrements. He doesn't want the batarangs. He doesn't want the uh, the grappling hooks. He's like, what the hell? How do I? I don't know how to use a grappling hook. Yeah, he's just gonna drive around on his motorcycle and help people out. And like one of the big things that like we really see in this issue is Batman being seen. You know, he's reminding people of the fact that there's a Batman. You know, he stops he stops by watching a couple people um tagging a building. And he's just like, you know, you know, sick tags, but uh you know, how about how about some respect for other people's property? See if you can find some player out someplace else to throw those up. Right. And the kids are just like, Fuck, I thought Batman was dead as he drives off. You know, we just see Batman and that's all we see. We see Batman uh He's chasing down a guy that's speeding because freaking the guy's going to hit somebody with his car and Batman ends up saving the guy and then chasing after this poor kid who's just driving around like a dick. Freaking uh, Batman ends up slashing one of his tires. The guy gets out ready, you know, starts throwing punches at Batman and Batman just grabs him and is just like, you know, hey, I'm not trying to put a beat down on you. Not if I don't have to. And he's like, you know, you see all these people around you. All they, all they are doing is collecting evidence on you. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, "Just be smart, dude. Turn yourself in before these these fools cancel you for real." You know, and it's just Batman over here just driving around solving these simple crimes. You know, we see people shooting. You know, we got some a couple of guys freaking, a couple of armed gunmen freaking just having a shootout with the cops, and Batman just rolls over here. And he's just like, you know, these ma- these guys are like, oh, it's a mask. Kill him. 
And, you know, Batman, again, puts a beat down on him. And then next thing you know, this guy's just like, I used to be a soldier, you know. And he puts a knife. He's going to stab Batman. Batman just pulls out these billy clubs and just freaking puts him in his place. And freaking, let's say the guy ends up, you know, freaking the knife ends up going up and freaking, you know, he knocks the knife away and freaking hits him with the bully clubs and just lets the, lets the cops take him. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's just like, oh, Batman puts his hands up when the cops come after him. He's like, you know, I'm not beefing with you guys. Just trying to help out a bit. And cops are just like, you know, what are you still doing here? You know, usually Batman would throw a couple punches, then you disappear. And Batman and Batman is just like, yeah. You know, he's like, I kind of want to make sure people understand what Batman is. That I'm here and I'm here for the people. And the cops are just like, you should you should get out of here. You know, we, uh, other, other cops are coming. And not all of them are, you know, uh, cool with masks. And, you know, Batman, before he leaves, he's just like, you know, let them know I'm not a myth. I'm real. I'm fighting for what's right. You know, as long as as long as they are, too, they've got a partner. And if they aren't, you know, let them know they've got a brand new problem. You know, we end up turning around. He's back at his, uh, his bat cave, you know, underneath Wayne Towers. And he's talking to Vol, the, you know, this guy in the chair. Right. And he's talking about how the, uh, Vol's talking about how the magistrate was trying to track our comms, so I had to switch to a military server. But they've, uh, they've been picking, picking up chatter over a mass sighting in Alleytown. And he's like, you know, I tried, you know, I tried to save a few people, hopefully build a couple of bridges. Sometimes I think I, you know, if I can help one person at a time, I can make a difference. But then I turn around and I remember there were eight million people in the city. One person at a time ain't gonna cut it. And he's like, you know, but I feel like, you know, tonight I felt like I was, you know, really trying to get somewhere. And before he says he gets too far into it, Ball's just like, hold that thought. Just got a ping on the guy you wanted me to trace. Vince Farrell, he owns a warehouse where you found those bodies last issue. Um, then he's like, and then Batman pulls his mask back on. He's like, you know, tell, uh, me and Farrell got some, you know, we've got some business and I'm going to go introduce myself. And we end up turning around last couple uh, last couple of scenes here. We got a couple of cops sitting around here uh, drinking some coffee, talking about how the magistrate's on their way, you know, and they've got a, there was a shooting, somebody was shooting mask in the back. And if these magistrates, you know, are the ones that shoot him in the back, what happened to this poor bastard? And we end up seeing who appears to be anarchy. Nice. Uh, got blown away. Shot in the stomach. And this is next issue, an end to anarchy. Oh man, that's gnarly. Yeah, so see what's going on with that. Freaking out. Uh, we haven't seen it. I can't remember the last time I really watched, I read a good uh, comic book featuring anarchy. Definitely been some years. Especially how many bat books came out last week, man. That was crazy. There was like mm-hmm. eight. <laughs> yeah. There, We've been going through I, a lot of bat books, that's for sure. We go into a lot of bad books. I mean, like, how, how did this make you feel, like, in terms of, like, how with what we're dealing with, not what we are doing, but what we are dealing with, um, the fact that we're keeping up with about eight bad books. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a bit. Freaking, uh, this one, I like this one a lot just because it's, you know, I, I, I like what other, I like the thought process of somebody else taking the bat mantle 
mm-hmm. and kind of doing their own version of it. Like, you know, he's not, he doesn't have all the toys. He's, he's got the money through his family, but he's not, he doesn't want to take it. You know, it's, this is a different Batman. This is, he stands for something different. Like he, this is a Batman going out of his way to be seen. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a Batman going after smaller time. Like we haven't seen Batman, uh, the next Batman go after anybody huge yet. You know, he hasn't, and that, that's another thing that's cool about him is that this is a Batman learning to be Batman. This isn't freaking, this isn't, this isn't freaking Bruce Wayne with 80 years of experience on behind his, you know, under his bat, under his freaking utility belt. Correct. You know, this is, this is a guy that at the beginning, the end of the day, he's got all these ideals of what he wants to do, but no solid game plan as to how to do it. Makes me think of what we were talking about earlier when uh, Red Hood was excluded. No, this, this is for family. Yeah. Like there's like there's something big going on. What a great issue, man! Great issue, man. I gotta, I yeah, it was solid, man. Freaking, I'm down for I'm down for some Jace Fox seeing you know seeing where this goes. You know, hopefully it'll last a good couple of years. And we can really kind of delve into delve into freaking what he's about, what he's into. I gotta call. Freaking, really kind of see him develop. Exactly. Dude, right now you only got Batman. We got Batman Zero, or I am Batman Zero, and I am Batman One. So get on while the iron is hot. I will call Mr. Ed tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to tell everyone what box he bought a collection today that's got about 40 comic books I have to buy. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, did you go through it? I did. Yeah, I got a, I got my bonus from work the other day. So what I'm gonna do is throw down some serious cash. And there was some amazings in there I already got, but there's mm-hmm. a couple of amazings I don't got because there's only uh, a lot of people don't know. Like McFarlane only did a very limited run on an amazing. And, mm-hmm. and he only did a couple of the Spider-Man, like actual Spider-Mans, like, uh, he did the covers for like four or five other ones after the Wendigo Wolverine story that he wrote mm-hmm. and drew, but like, uh, that, that was not him doing all the interior work for the other ones, but I still have to have every McFarlane cover. And then there was a fucking amazing in there with, uh, Hulk. I have to have every Hulk. Nice. Yeah, uh, but yeah, his gray Hulk is. Let's look at those maximum carnages. Yeah, there was. They, four. they had a good. They had a good seven or eight of them. Did you see them all uh, organized? Yeah, they're all freaking back to back to back to back, and there's one other one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on. I put them together, and uh, yeah, uh, we might have to stop stop at Ed before we head up to Denver tomorrow. Yeah, I freaking ended up. Uh, <laughs> I ended up getting Firestorm 33, maybe? I knew it. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew you were going to get those Firestorms. The only I one, got one. The, the only I got one, the, uh, the first appearance of Plastique. The only one I the, I knew the, you would I want was the was sister, sister white bag uh, Avengers Superman or 500. To go, nice. but I knew that 
that's a three dollar comic. So I, I I told Ed I was like, hey, put this in his box. It's a three dollar. Yeah, first thing I, I think I saw. I think I, I saw. I was there like twenty minutes after we talked. I freaking. He was like, yeah, your buddy put one in your in your box for you. I was like, I know. Yeah. I appreciate it. And then I looked through that one. And I ended up like I said, I got. I want to say Firestorm 35, 33 or 36. There were some good Green was... Lanterns in that box, too. Um, not my favorite, yeah. so I didn't care. Uh, or because or it was distracting from some McFarlane's. But I got dibs on those McFarlane's. I'm, I'm going to, like, we're going to head tomorrow. <laughs> we're going... Man, we got to get to Denver. We got yeah, stuff we, to do. Yeah, we got we to gotta get to Denver. But the thing is, though, is that... Uh... You got Friday off. You can go Friday Let's do some Daredevil. Let's do some All Daredevil. Right. We got Daredevil thirty four. This lit me up like a motherfucker because of the way the story turned. Well, uh, uh, Officer Cole, I, I mm-hmm. just he has got to be one of my top ten Marvel characters. You know, I fucking love this guy. The way he's worked his way through uh, the police department, and now he's in. Uh, He's in the snitch club because that's what he does mm-hmm. best. But like, I didn't realize how bad the like what was going on when Daredevil like destroyed the lab. Like, like, and now we've got this gas that makes you a fucking insane asshole, but not too insane. But it, it, like, from from what I ascertained in this issue was the gas just takes your principles and ups them to like fucking thirty. Or a hundred. Yeah. And, like, Daredevil wasn't wrong while he's sitting on this pier of, of, of broken chairs while everyone's listening because obviously they don't want to get their ass kicked by Daredevil. But uh, the fight between the these fight. guys. Uh, Cole got some solids in on this motherfucker, man. Like, like, like he he was, like, it was a, it was a full-on, I, I, like, Help me out here. Did you feel it was an equal battle? Because Cole... I, I definitely felt like Cole definitely held his own a lot better than a lot of other people. I think... I, I'm not going to lie. I think Daredevil won a little easy on him, personally. I think Daredevil was kind of just having fun. If nothing else, I think he might even have been freaking... Uh, trying to show the guys that rush of the inmates that he was on the up. Yep. He called this guy in here. Freaking he's going to fight this dude. Freaking, yeah, they definitely, you know, they squalled quite a bit. Freaking, it was pretty, it was was pretty, it was pretty back and forth. The action in this was one of the ones I actually paid attention to, uh, as opposed to what we were talking about earlier, where, well, I'll just speed through it like a a Hulk comic or something like that, where it's okay, that guy Mm -hmm. got punched, that, that, that guy got blasted. But I wanted Cole to win, and I was so just 100% in this fucking match. But, um... The, the three things that really picked my interest on this one is a tweener issue. Uh, th- this reminds me of the issue where we uh, found out that Typhoid Mary was the nun. Mm-hmm. From, from, like, what, what, was, what was that, like, December? <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Yeah, and um, we're like, how did I not see that coming? Like, But, like, all the action was amazing, and then, and then we led into, like, two or three solid issues of fighting in, in, in Hell's Kitchen. But, um... Him and Cole are going back and forth, and the orphan that Electra is electing to save is 
informed that she's got a trust set up. I'm going on a suicide mission. Uh, hacks all of the uh, TVs in Times Square to let all the bullseyes know that she's there. Uh, so we've got that bit of a cliffhanger there because we all know what happened to Alexa the first time she went against Bullseye. Um, yeah, and that was one Bullseye, and there's at least three or four now. Yep, correct. Like, like, okay, so w- what does she have up her sleeve? Because she's got the nanobots in her that repaired her, so she's got a little bit of a tiny edge, but she's in no way going to be able to take all four, four or five or six assassins that are all Bullseye. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one thing that really fucked me up was how mad that Wilson Fisk is at Typhoid Mary for disappearing. Uh, I yep. like like I was really looking forward to a love story between them, or at least a uh, or at least a you're my little buddy and I'm gonna take care of you kind of thing. But how mad he is at her for leaving to do what she has to do without the understanding that the the, the care they put in Wilson Fisk. In the past couple of years since the Daredevil show came out, um, there's a lot of underlying layers that I, I feel like his anger is completely surpassing. And then, of course, we've got Daredevil all jacked up on this, uh, you know, super, super myth. <laughs> yep, and he ends up breaking out of jail, freaking breaking out of prison, freaking in the backseat of his lawyer's car. And he's just like, hang on, I need your help. I need you to drive to Manhattan. I got to save the city. You know, we see Bullseye coming out. And then we freaking, we turn around and freaking, we see Lady Daredevil turns around. And she's like, and this lady is like, looks like I and you and I had the same idea. And we see Typhoid Mary decked out in a Daredevil shirt. Oh, yeah. And apparently they're going to, they're about to tag team it up. And take on the bullseyes two on four, and freaking you know her odds just dramatically improved. You know they're over here trying to draw bullseye out. You know maybe in you know Electra's like maybe I don't die today, and he's she's just like maybe bullseye does, and that's when the uh, the comic comes to an end. I, I really like the, the the art because I'm a big fan of fashion magazines. I subscribe to uh, Nylon and I subscribe to W Magazine as because uh, all of the ads are just poses. So I, I sketch the girls and everything. And we've got we've had four different hairstyles for Typhoid Mary in the That's past year and a half, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, I love the angles that they pose for everything they've done. Uh, Every little bit, there's there's not a distracting panel in anything they've done where all of a sudden it's something more intense than the other. It's all vibrating in the same uh, intensity, and she's got that knife with that. Like, where in Times Square did she buy that Daredevil shirt? Yeah. She's got the new hair. She even dyed little bits of it red. Like, where did she get the chance to do that? I don't care. I love fashion. Um the bullseyes, yeah, let's kill this bitch. <laughs> but uh, the fact that she's backing up Electra on this one, like, is is just gnarly, especially what's going on in the prison. Like, I, I honestly was hesitant to tell y'all I was bored with the last issue, like, because like, are they losing steam? Because we we heard about uh, certain uh, writers leaving a lot of different. 
uh, places. I was, uh, remember, I was all freaked out thinking Chip Zdarsky was leaving because they were going to end yep. Daredevil. Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. they're just going to do another number one, obviously. But uh, eh, lame. Yeah, I, I just want the. I want the. I want Daredevil number issue one thousand two fifty like we have with Batman. Like, it yeah, has, make it make it mean something. It adds more gravitas, doesn't it? Yeah, it adds way I'd, more. I'd much more want. I'd rather have an issue one thousand or an issue one. Oh, me too. Freaking, you got that. You got the lineage behind it. It's like, oh, because no. then you're like looking back. You're like, how far back can I go? Yeah. Can I can I find an issue one? Can I find an issue seventy two? Correct. You know, like how far. Like how far back can you go if you freaking if you're looking for the like original run of something? You know, if you if you could find a Superman thirty eight, just some random ass number, yeah, and it's not too expensive, you're like I've got a, like a Superman thirty eight. That's pretty cool. I have a Tomb of Dracula number two I got at Comic Con eight years ago. That is probably a maybe a a five, maybe a four. It's beat the shit. I don't give a shit. Cost me ten bucks, but I got a tomb of Dracula number two. I don't give a god yes. damn. It belongs to me. <laughs> it, it belongs to me. It matters. Um, but that's all I got for Daredevil, man. Because like, there's only so much we can do. I love the the stained glass cover of Bullseye. I love the all the swerves we got on that one. Uh, let, let's wrap up. Uh, did you see Big E won the world championship last night? I heard. I haven't. I haven't watched yet, but I've heard. Good for him, man. Freaking, you know, it's always good to see good people get, you know, big things. He really is a good people, isn't he? Like what I hear. That's what we hear, and I'm glad he won it. And uh, him and Brody Lee were apparently like super close, and I saw a lot of really good artwork, some digital artwork people did on the fly today. Uh, nice. And from uh, Monday night of uh, Brody Lee as a as an angel or a ghost, yeah. uh, watching him win. Um, God bless him. Glad he did it. I uh, just hope they don't fuck it up and pull it off him too fast like they did with Kofi because that was bullshit. Um, but we got and uh, Kofi got that that freaking you know Kofi had a decent run for what it was, but freaking it's that it's that mid card run where they don't want to give you. Anything too hardcore, like freaking a lot of guys over the years have had that run where it's just like, oh, we're going to give you a couple of guys here and there, and then nothing, No, you're not going to wrestle any actual main event guys. Right. Or you get you get one like Kofi got with Orton. Or uh, Goldberg shows up next week and, oh, please God, don't let that happen. <sighs> that'd be, that'd be, uh, it could make people, it, would make, it would just make people mad. Freaking, and they're not—they're not in a spot where they want to make fans mad right now. Hopefully, they're not. on the uh, on the rebound. So, so you can, for what I understand, it was the best raw of the year from what I heard. I have, like I said, I haven't watched any of it. I downloaded so. it. I'm, I'm actually going to watch it while um, formatting uh, this issue to release tomorrow, as well as the Tony Morales uh, New Era uh, Minefields Classic. Oh yeah, I did do one of those, huh? Yeah, you uh, <laughs> you apparently beat death. Ah, uh, it's not even the first time. I do that. I do like every three years. I mean, the worst thing that ever happened to me was I got circumcised. Yeah, that's that's, that's not fun. 
you got your heart cut open. We're gonna recap and let a couple everyone... times. Freaking get hit by a semi truck. You know. Yeah, well, there's that too. Things die. Yeah. I die a lot. Yeah, well, uh, Rob Risen was beating up all the onlookers that were getting too close to the scene. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker right here, <laughs> bitch! You almost made you made me laugh. <laughs> Shit. Guys, this is Minefields. We are having, we usually do a two hour, maybe two thirty. Uh, we've done, a, we've done a three hour and 30 minute episode sometimes because we get riled up. But tonight we are wrapping up like a, uh, what, what do you want to say? Like a, a Bavarian immigrant in a Harlem uh, brothel in 1920 uh, with buckskin condoms. And we got to go to bed early. That's the best I could do with the random metaphors that popped in my head. And if only... You know, I was going to say like a, a nice burrito, but whatevs. We, oh, uh, we can wrap it up like a uh, nice burrito that you get in first in line on the way to class when you're almost two minutes late, but you get your burrito fast. It's got extra bacon. It's got to have, have that uh, green chili in it, though. got to have that green chili. Hey, I, I'll get it with the green chili all the time, man. And we get that salsa coming up. I, I got some more salsa for you. Guys, we have an absolute limit-pushing day. We appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, we're wrapping it up early, like that awesome burrito. And uh, 18 hours tomorrow. God, I hope not. Probably, but God, I hope not. Yeah, we're, we're going to finish up at, at, at a mile high around 10 and not make it home until 1.30 again. I swear to fucking God. God, I hope not. I'm, I just want to get lost again. I do you're driving, so I should make sure to bring my glasses. I'm driving. I got, <laughs> I got new tires. I got oil chains, so uh, Elvira is all uh, tuned up and ready to rev and roll. I uh, just got to get the speakers in the morning, get, get, stop at a guitar center, get some XLRs and a, a couple of adapters, and uh, make sure old Jeffski can uh, sleep well tonight and oh, tomorrow night. <laughs> and he's worried. Only yeah, because... hey, pull it off, man. Pull it off. Got no problems. Yeah, we're going to pull it off. We're not going to worry about it. Poor Jeff. He he hasn't seen uh, the chicken sh- salad. Actually, let me phrase that. He hasn't seen the gourmet filet mignon you and I have made out of some chicken shit rat droppings. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Nope. <laughs> I never am. And guys, this is Minefields. we got a limit pushing day tomorrow. We'd love you guys to download. Uh, we've got a shitload of uh, uh, new interviews with a couple of uh, uh, new era wrestlers we haven't uh, touched. We're going to release some classic shit. Don't forget, Mind, uh, Minefields is going to be doing this all week. And also, we got new era. Don't forget, you can get your tickets there uh, online at Eventbrite for $10. Or um, get them up the day of the show at the door. At the door. We'll be there. You want to send us off? Yep. This is dangerous. This is minefields. The transmission is over. Buy the shirts.